Folks, folks, I'm going to need everyone to calm down. Can we do that? Can we do that? Can we calm down? Good, good. Now, as many of you have already heard, MLB has decided to suspend spring training this year. But everything, I assure you, is totally under control. It's under control, okay? Look, I'm here to help. I'm from the federal government. Hello everyone, and welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. And this is our What May Worry Quarantine Palooza, the Mets edition. I will soon introduce our guest hosts, representing the Nats' favorite NL East rival. But first, let me recognize our artificial intelligence engine and professional epidemic denier, Bernice. It's just the sniffles, folks. Relax. Listeners, I am happy to be joined today by three avid Mets fans who call themselves the Mets Mob. The first you are well acquainted with from season one, Leonardo from Manhattan. How are you, Matt? Happy to hear that. Thank you. And I just want to remind everybody, if you know a motorcyclist in your family or friends and family, have them go to the ArriveAlivePodcast.com. That's my new podcast. Thank you. Okay, awesome plug, awesome plug. I'd also like to welcome our other two guests who are here for the very first time. Rob from Brooklyn and David Grover. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Would you like to introduce yourselves? D Grove, go ahead. All right, D Grove, David Grover from Manhattan. So happy to be here. So happy to talk about something that's not coronavirus. This is very exciting for me. <laughs> and, and I'm Rob from Brooklyn, and I would just like to say quickly please, whatever you do, do not listen to the Arrival Live podcast. Edit that out. Ouch, babe. (laughs) Come on, guys. Be nice. Okay, so gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. So here's my first question. Did the Astros ownership invent COVID-19 in order to obfuscate their sign-stealing scandal? They must be breathing a heavy sigh of collective relief that they've been knocked off the headlines by this crisis. And the Red Sox punishment still has not been announced. What do you think? I would tend to agree with that. This is Leonardo in Manhattan, host of the Arrive Alive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I would mention, you know, we are all adults here and we'll keep it clean. And I think the Astros... Uh, press conference that where they were supposed to say I'm sorry and they never said I, they were sorry right. will be used for scores if not hundreds of years to come on how not to have a press conference. Right. I mean, these are educated people with MBAs and, and degrees. Um, so I, I think that's definitely true. And I think they just got there. You know what's saved by this, you know, very unfortunate coronavirus because although there are some people that say as soon as this coronavirus thing is over that there might be so much pent up you know hatred 
that it's even going to come out uh, a lot more. I'm not sure if it's the Astro players in particular, but I would say it's almost definitely Carlos Beltran had this whole thing done, right? I mean, he's the ringleader, supposedly. So Beltran right. probably took care of this. But honestly, the Astro players should have had much better PR. How do they not have people working for them that just, I'm really sorry, I apologize. It was a terrible mistake. I apologize to my fans, my family, my God, everything. Why couldn't they just do it the right way? It's not that difficult. And I would like to chime in with that. I resent the question and the word osculate because I don't understand that word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It would be, um, uh, obfuscate would be to... um, uh, to ignore, to uh, put a barrier in front of, to set it aside, if if that helps any. It and does. Just as, uh, you know, it, yeah, it pushes them off the headlines, basically. They were all the headlines, be... and then all of a sudden nobody cares about them anymore because we can't get any food at the grocery store. Yes, and I would make the argument that do we know for a fact that the Houston Astros players did not in fact start uh, this virus to move them off of the top headlines and maybe to wipe the season out so when everybody comes back next year... Well, that was my out. question, whether that the ownership the sent like a group to Wunan, China <laughs> and actually implanted the virus in this the bats that were being Lisa sold Hoffman, in the wet Lisa market. Please get Rob's pills. They're in the top. Obsculate threw me off. Missed the whole question. Speaking oh, of, of bad God. T-shirts, which Rob is wearing a Star Trek T-shirt from <laughs> probably 1978. Um, there he goes. You know, on a serious note, uh, nice. because we do have a lot of time, I was uh, actually cleaning out. Uh, I have a closet here in my apartment, and I uh, went to donate some clothes at a local um, thrift store, you know, that type of thing, Salvation Army Good thing. Good for you, dude. And I noticed um, no less than three Carlos Beltran New York Mets jerseys. Hmm. in the thrift store which tells me that nobody wants anything to do with this man who has definitely fallen from grace i was a huge Hmm. beltran uh uh, fan and i think probably one of the funniest things of this decade was paul laduca's tweet when this first came out Mm -hmm. if you saw paul laduca said gee i wish carlos would have had the signs when he struck out on two strikes against the St. Louis Cardinals when they were the Mets were playing them in the playoffs like eight years ago. The famous but, Adam Wainwright curveball. Yes, thank you. Yes, but you know something, Beltran, who was on his way to the Hall of Fame, I think, just lost his uh, induction. I think he was going to be a Hall of Famer. I think you're right. And I, I think I, it was. But do you but, think you know, five about, years about, from now or three years from now, this will be forgotten? Ask Barry, ask uh, Bonds, ask Clemens. Well, that's no, true. Ask so. Pete Rose, right? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think so. Well, Pete Rose is banned. But it was funny. As Mets fans, you know, Mets fans actually hate the Yankees more than they hate their own NL East rivals. So <laughs> really? So in terms in terms of conspiracy, so it's the crosstown. It's sort of like the uh, White Sox and the Cubs. It, exactly. So in my opinion, it's not the Astros. It's the evil empire Yankees who actually started this hmm. so Aaron Judge could rehab and be ready for the regular season. That's my opinion. Yeah, you guys used to have that nickname, although people are now saying Astros stole it from you. Or not you, Yankees fans. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we're on the subject of, I mean, obviously this this is the quarantine palooza uh, special. So, <laughs> the... Um, 
and and in, in obvious bad taste. But the intensity of the hysteria around this seems to vary by geography. There are certain states that, that are taking it quasi-seriously. I mean, here in the county I live in, it doesn't seem to be, I mean, they did, clo- I mean, obviously everything is closed, but, um, you know, it doesn't seem, didn't seem to change the fact of life around here. But uh, let me ask you guys, you're in New York, uh, one of the most uh, populous density places in North America, if not the world. It, how's it going there? I mean, you they canceled the St. Patty's Day parade, right? Yes, and I will tell you if if it's okay for me to jump in, yeah, um, or or start it off. A lot of us uh, hope that you were jumped on the way here, by the way. But keep going. But what I can tell you is, is that from walking back, uh, I just walked from 50th and Broadway to my home on the Upper East Side, and for a semi nice Sunday afternoon in New York City. Uh, very little foot traffic out there. Really, it has almost it has almost a post nine eleven feel to hmm. it. Yeah. Well, remember, not only did the NBA, NHL, MLB shut down, Broadway shut down. There's no Broadway shows anymore. Well, Um, that is, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, that's the second part of the question, because I mean, this is apparently the, I mean, that's a good comparison, non-11. This is the first time in U.S. history that we've been without any professional sports. It's MLB, NBA, NHL, MLS, PGA and fucking March Madness canceled outright, not suspended to the summer, canceled outright. So if you are a college senior and uh, the next, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, you're out of luck, <laughs> right? You just lost yeah. it. Yeah, you lost your career. You lost yeah, you well, all your life to get here. And it's well, gone just like that. Well, gone. Leonardo and I were joking earlier that there is actually one professional sport uh still in operation is that, that is, nascar leonardo or uh, wrestling the, uh the russian uh hockey playoffs and let me tell you something those <laughs> those kiev lightning bolts look like they might be able to go pretty far in the playoffs if their defense can hold right. up and if they still do a good job handling right. the power play and, but yeah uh, keep, but russian and, hockey is the only professional sport uh being played right now on the planet but you know, there's only there's one state in the country that has no coronavirus yet. West, West Virginia. Virginia, yeah. So they should, they could have a West Virginia Open, West Virginia tournament, right? We, uh, yeah. Uh, why not send the entire um, March Madness uh, tournament events to West Virginia if they've got Problem a solved. stadium somewhere? Spring training could go to West Virginia. That's it. We have our we solved the problem. Hey, this is Len Bolello, occasional and very enthusiastic guest on the View from the Cheap Seats podcast. And I wanted to take a moment to, A, thank Thad for having me as a guest, and B, as spring approaches, if you have a motorcycle or if you have a friend, family member, loved one that rides a motorcycle, please tell them to listen to the Arrive Alive podcast. It's my podcast. Uh, and it's at arrivealivepodcast.com, available on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. We're trying to keep people safe and alive as motorcycle riders this season and into the future. Arrivealivepodcast.com. Thank you. Did you think it was absolutely necessary 
to cancel spring training and move things back two weeks. Why couldn't, here's the question, why couldn't teams continue to play in front of the cameras in empty stadiums? I don't know if you were watching on Thursday. MLB made yeah. their announcement immediately following there was a game between the Nats. The next thing <laughs> I was going to ask you guys is that stadium, you could see it on our our local uh, broadcasting station and MLB. That stadium was full. They said it was stole, sold out. There were some empty seats. Half the people there were Yankees fans. Now, some people might be retired, but but I got to think a lot of people actually came down by plane to to go to that game. So well, why can't you do it that way? Why did it have to be? Let's just cancel everything because you could, right, you, could, like, yeah. you could you could you could you test all the players. You could like um, just go in and just the locker rooms could be just sprayed down by hazmat guys and. Was this absolutely necessary? Maybe it was. Yes. No. Well, I think you're right because uh, you know uh, the the least the, the Marlins basically did that all of last year in their home games. They had one game where that only attracted four thousand two hundred and forty people, and that was in <laughs> August. Oh my god! Which is basically uh, you know probably the number of people that uh, work in my office building uh, here in Manhattan. Well, Lean. So that's yeah, that's a good point. I'm ahead, sorry, Ron. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, However, oh. I think I have an answer. Okay. to that, which is, I saw this morning that a Yankee minor league player tested positive. Yeah. And with that, right. uh, so you got so one guy. Threat, right. So the yeah. threat to the people in the stands maybe isn't existent. However, right. if the players have it, they're spreading it to each other. Yeah, remember that, but there's got to be enough stuff. tests where they could go in right now, test everybody, and within 24 hours know who's got it, who doesn't, who doesn't, or who does get them out of there? But everybody else, if you don't got it, can't they play together? If the locker rooms have been insectified, or whatever. Once they have enough tests, I mean, two weeks ago they didn't have enough tests. There were no tests, really. Well, now, so, uh, now they say there's four million tests. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, they must have enough. Te- there's only twenty eight guys on a roster, right? Thirty teams. I mean, there's got to be enough tests for that many guys. And I know there's well, managers and bad boys and stuff, but come on. Yeah, but what do you do with the guys that get the false positive? What do you do with the guy that gets tested on Wednesday and he's clean, and then if they tested him Thursday, he's not? I think you're taking too many legal chances, and I'll defer that to my friend Degrove, who plays a lawyer on TV. Okay. Um, All right, lawyer, what do you say? David Grover, if you're hit by a car. That's that's me. That's me. So, yeah, from a legal standpoint, I think they'd have a very, very tough time. Okay essentially compelling these players to show up and then they end up getting the coronavirus. I think that'd be a pretty big exposure there to the, uh, to baseball. Okay. Okay. And remember, and actually the amount of tests that are out there, there's barely enough, even if there is enough to test people with symptoms. I'm not sure that it could justify testing people without symptoms. Uh, well, for something specific, like a pro sports team, you know, just like they said, Donald Trump got tested yesterday, you know, so and he didn't have any symptoms, but he shook hands with some guys that eventually yeah. got it. So they tested him and, and they said it was negative. But, um, you know, I mean, you can test people who are high risk or uh, of high interest, I guess, you know, if you know, because what are we going to do for the next? I don't know how long. We can't watch anything. There's nothing on except Westworld. We're just going to replay the new episode of Westworld over and over again. So, 
it's, it drives you crazy because as people like us who love sports, who love baseball, you talk about it, you think about it, you analyze it. I listen to the WFAN all day when I'm at work. So now having that gun, my brain. Leonardo is, Ma- uh, from Manhattan, a big uh, contributor, by the way. Little plug yeah, for I, Leonardo there. I've heard he's a legendary, <laughs> yeah. but I've been there, been there a couple of times myself. And right now, FAN is FAN is basically CNN now. I mean, they're basically discussing the coronavirus all day. What else can they talk about? There's that's no what every you know, I can't stand it. You can't go anywhere. That's all anybody's talking about. Sports radio, any radio, political radio. You know, there there's supposed to be a debate between Biden and Sanders tonight at um, eight o'clock, and they moved it from Phoenix to Washington so they could be in some sort of secure, you know, virus-free hospital <laughs> septic tank or whatever. You know, and there'll be well, nobody there. There'll be just the two guys probably talking just about this. Well, here's a possible option, which I'd actually heard at work. Okay. Uh, I work for a media company. And what they were saying is, or what they were hypothesizing, is that maybe online gaming becomes even more popular among the young people. I couldn't tell you heads or tails of what it is. Uh, I know D. Grove's son is very much into it. I couldn't begin. I I know so little about it, I can't even tell you what it's called. But I know that they're able to watch each other play, and it has a huge audience for people who actually ch- uh, tune in and watch the, the uh, other people play other people. So maybe that gains prominence in the and fills the vacuum uh, that televised live action sports has or or had. Could be. I mean, there's certainly a lot of talk about that. That this might spawn some uh, degree of innovation. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, okay. So let's go back to, I forget which one of you said something about this earlier and maybe you want to restate, but the, the question, my question was, okay, MLB is, well, they canceled spring training outright and they pushed back the season by two weeks, but they didn't specify in their announcement whether those games, like they're still going to play 162 games, they're just all pushed back two weeks, or are they going to throw out two weeks worth of games, which across the league would be like 200 plus games. If they do just push back, I mean, game seven of the World Series, which of course the Nats were in, that spilled over into Halloween day. Okay, so if they do push back, we might be sh- looking at Thanksgiving, and depending on who's in it, if it's the Twins, <laughs> if it's you know Toronto, and there could be snow in the World or Series. Or you know what? They could do. You know what? I, I think you make some really great points here, um, and especially since last year, home team, home field advantage meant meant nothing. So yeah. maybe they play no, the full uh, a schedule in, in Arizona. Yeah, like the like the Super Bowl, at, like they do with the Super you know, Bowl, like yeah. Puerto Rico. Not Puerto Rico. Would you mute his microphone? For <laughs> I want to go to Puerto Rico. Uh, it they got to do it in on the mainland. Are you insane? You said so, somebody with an enclosed stadium, like like Phoenix, right? Yeah, like a Phoenix or Florida or something. You know, uh, you could even do L A. No, you can't do L A. But yes, yeah, so I would say like a Phoenix or something like that. Yeah, the Marlins have an enclosed Phoenix. Picture it like you know, NLCS is one to four, and then five to eight. The 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 other you know league comes in, and you you know, and that's what I think that's what you have to explore doing. Quite frankly, How about Las Vegas. Well, Can you work with Las Vegas. I don't think they have a, a stadium. Have they there, built though. one in Las Vegas yet? 
I know they're building one for football. Well, didn't the Mets have? Didn't the fifty? Yeah, the whole like, the Met, the Met, No, the Mets have a minor league. Had a minor league stadium. They had it from the Las Vegas fifty ones, but the price seats about. 8, no, you want like eighty thousand people for the yeah. World Series. Yeah. So. <laughs> couldn't you, you well, can. for the football team? Couldn't you just modify it and make it major league? Not so easy. No, look, I mean nine eleven. Uh, remember, the World Series was played in November. Yeah, I think it, I think it went into mid November back in uh, oh, two thousand one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because yeah. they delayed so, everything like now? Well, we, what you should do is not have any night games. That's for sure. Because if you have a night game in freaking Boston, or well, Boston's not going to be in it, but or even New York, um, that's ridiculous. You know, in, in November, I mean, you can have a 50-degree day, but it goes down to 27 degrees at night. You can't do that. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I think what they're going to have to do, they'll have to do what they did during the strikes back in the day, just cut the season. Have less games, either have a hundred games, have eighty games, you know, because this is probably going to go on more than two weeks. We're talking about a month or two, so I think they're going to have to have less games and suck it up. That's so it. two weeks. Or, is optimistic. Or, or, hey, I don't. I got an right. idea, and somebody get on the, the horn after this to the commissioner. Okay. Um, why don't we? Why don't we suggest the Jeopardy rule, meaning the Jeopardy? daily double for the first three weeks? Everything counts double. So if you win huh. three games in a row, okay. you've won six games in a row. If you went four for five in a game, you now have gone eight for ten. For hmm. The first yeah. three. Second, is, uh, are they going to no, be able to push that through, though? Every answer mm. counts. Everything uh, counts double. Boo, boo, boo. No, boo. no, no. That's the whole Man. record. You, you, Puerto Rico's like a better box. idea. Think what outside the box, for Pete's sake. Puerto oh, Rico's a better idea. I'd rather repeat Thad's question again like I did before oh, than come on. that idea. You, is is there a stadium in Puerto Rico? I mean, I know they play double, baseball in Puerto Rico. Can they accommodate a, a World Series in Puerto Rico? There is a big yes. There is a big stadium in Puerto Rico. I okay. think Hiram something stadium. Because remember they had games there. Remember we used to have MLB games there uh, to start the season. The Mets played there. Other teams played there. Mexico has got a big stadium, I believe. So, right. yeah. You don't have to I mean, we could always go to Japan or Cuba. Are you guys insane? <laughs> this is America. This is America. That's key. And now, Puerto Rico is definitely America. I totally get that. America but, without you know. Purell or hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, but having, having every game worth five is very un-American there. I didn't say five. I said two. Okay. For the first three weeks, scores are doubled. <laughs> Is every home run equal two home runs? Yes, everything is doubled. Read my lips. You strike out three times in a row, you strike out six times. So you break record books, so like pitchers will strike out like forty batters in a oh, game. Well, I don't know about that, but you know that's a good question. Hey, I didn't, I didn't have the all, all the answers. You got to get to one or any of them somehow. Or if you don't get one to sixty-two, make it one forty-four. You know, but I think uh, let's hope it's only two weeks at this point. Sign you know, it's on the no. air. Saying the schools are closed and yeah, yeah, well, everything. So we'll see. I don't think. Know. I don't think anyyway. It's two weeks. Nah, it's probably more like June. Ugh. Oh, it better not be June. Yeah, are we serious? We're going to have to do this for three t- March, April, May. I don't know God if we have enough Christ. materials. Uh, I could always cue up my bar mitzvah tape. That's ready, <laughs> ready to go. Can we put that on the podcast? Just the big brown bow tie I wore. That, okay. That's okay. At least 45 minutes of conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. One of, the, one of the bad things that really have come out, out of this, at least personally for me, is I don't hate Bryce Harper anymore, and that bothers me. Because Why don't you hate him? Yeah, I just used to hate him so much when he was on the Nationals. And I know I, you, you know, said last season, why? you just went why? on and on. Because he actually has been talking pretty decently about the uh, Astros. Like, he's actually said some really 
uh, things that I agree with about the Astros cheating it. And as big of a buffoon as he is, he <laughs> but he just likes to play the game. And I just I don't know if he's he's probably not smart enough to cheat. Maybe that could be it because he is kind of dumb. But um, I don't, and hopefully one day. You know, I'm going to pray for, you know, the coronavirus, pray for my family, my daughter, everybody's health. But after that, I'm going to pray one day that I wake up and I hate Bryce Harper again because it was really fun. You know, there's one thing that Nationals fans and Mets fans could agree on. Bryce Harper sucks. We don't like Bryce Harper, Len. You can't start liking him now. Well, Leonardo, also keep in mind, and Thad, you could could speak to this maybe better than I can. Didn't he come into the league? He was like 19. Correct. Yeah, he right. came I mean, so, so really, at a very tender age, and he was a phenom, and you know right. he, he did the bare right. minimum. He went to like a community college in Las Vegas right. for a year, you right. know, until he could actually get drafted or go to the minor. So he doesn't even right. have a college education. He hasn't gone through the full thing. He went. Right. He, he spent a minimum time in the minors, and they totally pushed him in as soon as the they fucking could, and he was great at least initially. Right. But also understand, so yeah. if there's any Bryce Harper hatred. Keep in mind, it's for men of a certain age. Talking about a teenager who's been thrust into the national spotlight. I mean, give the guy a break. Yeah, and you could um, say you could say that about Strasburg too, right? Yeah, because he was also a young guy who got thrust into, um, and you know he's still here. But I mean, those. I mean, everybody's like because they don't have any material. All the local broadcasters are like replaying like greatest hits of the Nats and the Redskins and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's like what do they else they have to do? And that first opening of, of Strasburg, he was nineteen, two thousand five. Yeah. I think it was two thousand. No, 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 it wasn't two thousand five. Well, Strasburg's got the heart of a lion. I mean, he is. You know, I think he comes from a good family, and he just. I mean, I would have no. Quam's giving him a ball in game seven, game five. Um, he And remember when his rookie year. I mean, remember his rookie year. You yeah. had professional hitters, hitters that had lifetime averages of 310, 320, and these guys would strike out two, three, sometimes four times in a game against Strasburg, and they would walk away, and they looked like they were ready to give up the game. Well, that very and, and that very first game, he basically pitched a shutout. Right, he was up for yeah. nine innings. He, you know, not a single guy got a hit, guy uh, got uh, hit uh, a hit off of him. Uh, you know. So it was amazing. So it was amazing. Great, 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 great guy, guy, great pitcher. Great but that contract will come back to haunt the Nationals. I think. Maybe, maybe. So, so for our many, the one of the great reasons that we've had, you know, we had. Uh, Six very popular episodes last season out of uh, 34 where um, Len was featured. And it's because we've got so many fans here um, in this area who are from the New York area. And, uh, you know, they got their jerseys and stuff like that. So I'm sure everybody's eager to hear what you guys think. I mean, I know the spring training has been suspended, but what do you guys think? I mean, give us your forecast on what's going on with the Mets, the future. I was able to record at some length a Mets fan at the first game between the Nats and the Mets at West Palm Beach spring training. He spoke at length. And he was very optimistic about the future for you guys. So, what do you guys think? I mean, you you had a you had a manager, and then you lost a manager, and now you got a new man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, what do you guys think uh, when this shit finally settles down? What's the future look like for the Mets 2020? Dave, why don't you take this one? Or, or I, I tell you, I tell you what, I am 
cautiously very optimistic for a lot of reasons. Okay, first of all, they may have stumbled upon a very very good manager. Okay, Luis Rojas. People say he's a kid and he's green. You know, the guy's managed in the minors for a long time. He managed in the Dominican Yeah, he's been Republic. in the organization for, what, 16 years? And he's managed numerous teams. And he managed in the DR, which actually apparently is supposed to be more intense than even Major League Baseball. Okay. Comes from a baseball family, obviously. The players love him. He's very intelligent. He knows baseball. And I have a feeling they may have got themselves a really good manager. But obviously, we don't know that until... Until playing. <laughs> well, decisions. what's your record in spring training? The, the Nance record is awful. It's like 6-10. We're, started, we're doing like shit. But uh, how are you guys doing in spring training? I, I didn't they have a chance winning. to check. Early on, not so You good. beat they're us. You beat lately. us when I was watching. Yeah. So. I don't think I don't take that too seriously. I think the Marlins had a good record in spring training. I'm not, you know, I don't think spring training. Yeah, the Marlins beat much. us twice in spring yeah, training. That means, that, that means <laughs> Out of 10 games. Yeah. But, you know, the Mets have two of the more exciting young players in baseball, Neil and Alonso, right? I think Rosario is about to hit his stride to become a potential star. Mm -hmm. They have maybe the best starting pitcher in baseball in DeGrom. And really, two things kept them from being in the playoffs last year. Their manager, who who made a ton of mistakes during the regular season, Mm -hmm. and their bullpen was atrocious, which this year, at least on paper, seems much, much better. So you take that. Well, you have Degrom and then Syndergaard is you guys, right? Degrom, Syndergaard. How's he doing? Marcus Stroman, okay. Mats, and then Porcello, and then we have a backup number six daughter in Waka. Okay. So not a bad starting staff. During yeah. the during the regular season, okay. D Grove will watch the games in the comfort of his home. <laughs> I will watch it in, in mine, and we will text each other during the courses of the game. He is the positive to my negative. He is the light to my darkness. The New York Mets, and I've been a fan since 1973, if the Mets can find a way to do something wrong, they will and have. Mm. It is. I'm almost wondering if it's You sound like a Cubs fan, my friend. I'm from Illinois. It, listen, <laughs> if you, Just, it, this is it, like if that you, kind, that level of, of fate, fatalism is that, but the, you know, the, the lovable bums, I guess. I I'll, I'll mention two guys, All one right. from a few years ago and one more recent. Okay. One, Roberto Alomar Jr. The Mets got themselves the, at the time, the best second baseman in baseball, a clear shot hall of famer, five tool player. I couldn't believe they got him. And in the course of one offseason, he went from spectacular to mediocre at best. And it wasn't even where he went from fantastic, like any like any spectacular Hall of Fame player, where he went from unbelievable to very good to good to good. He instantaneously where he's diving into first base on a, on a ground ball. That doesn't ha- – you don't see that happen. It happens to the Mets. And most recently, uh, as Degro mentioned before, uh, Edwin Diaz. You get the arguably the best closer in baseball, the very – if not the best in baseball, then certainly, certainly the American League. And he goes from that to literally or arguably the worst in baseball. We were at games. We were there, and we were watching the games where you just couldn't believe that this guy blew it. And to go from that level of brilliance to just horrific, 
Only the Mets. Well, no, some of that is a New York thing, too. Remember that. A lot of players come to the Yankees and the Mets and can't handle the spotlight. That's pretty common. I mean, Randy Johnson couldn't really pitch here, remember? I mean, a lot of pitchers came in here and can't handle it. Randy well, you guys are brutal on your guys, right? I mean, every yeah. team is, but, I mean, it's it's not fucking Cleveland, right? No. It's it's a Northeast. It's New York, the Yankees, Mets, Phillies, and Red Sox. I think the yeah. Northeast corridor right. is brutal on their players. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, and I know we've been ragging on Rob today, but he really is a good friend. Uh, so, um, and I really think he made a couple of good points, and I, I just will <laughs> say this. Just a couple. Uh, <laughs> I just we'll allocate two for Rob. I'm going to put on my Ron Dar- I'm going to put on my Ron Darling hat right now and okay. say the Mets can't even sell themselves right. They tried to sell the team to a gentleman. It's like, Thad, let's say if I was selling a, a Toyota Camry to you mm-hmm. and you agreed on a price, let's say $12,000, it's used, whatever it is. Okay. But I said to you, wait a second, I want to use the Camry for the next year. But that $12,000, you know, I could get into an accident. I could change the tires. I could rip out the stereo. Like they couldn't even sell themselves the correct way. And I know science is, is inching towards this. But I guarantee you, as 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 I'm sitting here right now, if it was possible to put my head on Noah Syndergaard's body, <laughs> I would pitch. I, I'd have a record of 22 and four because he's got all the ability in the world. He's six foot six or four, and he's blonde hair, and he's got you know no body fat. He can throw he's 102, Thor. and he's got yeah, a he's gorgeous, that, right. that breaks off the table. And every year he's like. Nine and seven, or going into the All Star breaks, he's six and eight. You know, he's got to rely on a good second half to go twelve and ten. I don't understand it. I don't understand, and I think a lot of this comes from the Seaver trade. There was a hex, a curse, or something. Well, that, that was, was a long time state. ago. You're saying this yeah, is like the Babe know, Ruth God puts curse? On a curse? No, you know, God, no, no, no. Fifty no, years, nothing to God. Glenn, it's the Buckner. No, it's a Buckner thing in '86. That's the theory going around I, that I think the Mets ownership other things yeah. going on in '86, and he forgot about the curse. And then, and plus, I think God was a Mookie and still is, quite frankly. I think God, like myself, is a Mookie Wilson fan. I think God <laughs> said, "You know what, Mookie? Okay, I'm going to give him a World Series." And then the curse continues. That's my thought. Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you, okay. You make a point. So uh, we always say that here. You said the point. They don't know how to market themselves. We always say that here in D.C. The Nats don't know how to market themselves. They do pups in the park and after game yoga and all these goofy sort of things that like millennials, you know, dreamed up or something like that, but they're just terrible marketers. And and I remember, you know, they said that about the Cubs and the White Sox in Illinois. And when I live in California, they were saying the same thing about the Dodgers and the Angels. MLB in general are the shittiest marketers on the planet in contrast, obviously, to the NFL that knows how to fucking market a product (laughs) to to a billion-dollar advantage. But MLB is like boom, boom, boom. It's like ham-fisted stuff over and over, you know, and they keep doing like uh, these just like just sort of the lame gestures to try to get a millennial audience, and and they just seem so transparent and stupid. It's like, oh, we need a pitch clock. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Or the pitcher has to hit a pitch to three people, which I think is – 
I don't know about that. Well, you I, I, you criticized game. you say you criticized last year several times the fact that we there was like a pitching change every five minutes and that the games were like four hours. You did yeah, say that. I know. Um, Stop messing with the rules. You know these things will take care of themselves. Okay. Right. There's good. There's going to be changes. There's going to be you know whatever, whether it's a shift, whatever it is, players take care of themselves and the rules take care of themselves. You don't have to change the rules to try to get new fans that you risk losing your old fans. Can I put out a theory that I've had for years? I think I've told Please. it to Z-Grove, but I, uh, let me put it out to the group. I think Please. I think it's a good one or an interesting one at the very least. Okay. Say it. If I were to become <laughs> commissioner of baseball tomorrow, the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Take a personal debate. <laughs> is I would get some Purell. Live alive at any of my. I would re- immediately remove any of the, and allow me to elaborate, the tchotchkes at the ballparks. You so mean you the bobbleheads? The, the, no, the little baby you bats? Go Detroit. You go to Detroit and there's a carousel. You go to Shea Stadium, because I'll never call it City Field, mm-hmm. and there's a batting cage out there. There's a mini playing field. You go oh, to the Arizona, little playgrounds and stuff for kids. When I, when I was 12 years old, my father took me to Shea Stadium. We went to the games. He bought me a, a scorecard. And what I did was I sat there with my scorecard and my pencil and my baseball glove. And do you know what I did for the next three hours? Cried. I watched the game. Yeah. I watched every single pitch, and I became a true baseball fan by just watching it. But if I was 12 years old and I had the option of running out there – to a Ferris wheel or a or a Verizon video game system out there, I would certainly do that as opposed to watching this "quote unquote" boring baseball game. So, if you removed all of these distractions that are at all of these stadiums, that's a good point. And allow the kids to just sit there and watch the game. In 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 forty years, they'll be sitting around looking at probably not a laptop but some kind of unit talking about their love for baseball. I think there's something to that because like when I took my daughter, who's now 25, but when I was taking her to, before there was a a Washington Nationals, I was taking her to Baltimore Oriole games when she was Mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine, and she would sit there and we taught her how to do the, you know, fill out that card and, and she would, dutifully do that and she was very very engaged and even when we went to spring training she said okay hey the card's only buck i'm gonna buy the card and just as sort of a nostalgic thing Mm -hmm. and um uh yeah and obviously she's a baseball fan because she's involved in this podcast at 25 and she's she's supposedly the market these guys want they want millennials Right. Well, I'll, I'll so, disagree. I'll disagree only to this point. Okay. When I started taking my kids to games when they were like four and five years old, I found those distractions for them helpful. So for them to come to a game and sit through three to four hours, it was nice to have them get around. And they they're huge baseball fans now. They know the team. They love going to games. But when they were three, four, five, so years the little, old, little batting cage for the kitty thing, yeah. they were into that. That was helpful. Yeah, yeah. that was helpful. While okay. you're going and doing that, you're not watching the game. You are literally not sitting there. But and a five year old, but a five year old kid can only sit still for that so many hours. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I can. I I, yeah, I, and what is wrong with? I mean, I, you know what? I tell you, I'll tell you one thing. In heaven, there is no NFL. 
but I know. <laughs> is there an MLB lead? <laughs> I know, and there might be hockey because I know that's a good sport right. too, and tennis. But like the NFL is just such a, it's like a made-up game. It's like you're two inches away from WWE, right? Wow. This is a pure sport. There was a, a story. Uh, Tom Seaver once uh, tells a story when uh, he was shaking off Jerry Grody a lot, and he was like, he was, he was like maybe a, a sophomore pitcher, and Jerry Grody got a little upset, and Jerry Grody comes out to the mound, and Jerry Grody says to Tom Seaver, he says, "Hey, who's calling this game, me or you?" And Tom Seaver looks at him and he says, "I am," and it's really true, right? Tom took ownership of that you know what if he gets a win or a loss it's on tom Seaver's record jerry grody didn't have a, a record of six and 18 or 18 and six right and i don't think a lot of these pitchers they just go out and they throw as hard as they can for two hours or 105 pitches if they're lucky but i don't see anybody especially nowhere syndicate i think degrom definitely has uh, a sense of what he wants to do but i don't see a lot of these pitchers you know you got kershaw and, and a few of them but every team used to have two we, we we had Seaver and Matlock or Seaver and 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 Kuzman. The Phillies had Carlton and you know whoever. Um, but I don't think these pitchers have a clue of what it means to have a strategy for the game. Hmm. No, because all they care about is that radar gun. They watch the radar gun way too much, and that's the problem. That's what causes that. How right. hard are they throwing the ball? Uh, well, anyway, to, to, but to, to bring it full thought, the, 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 the reason that I mentioned that was because yeah. we were talking before about changing the rules to making it more exciting to the kids. Right. I think we all of us grew up in an era of baseball where there were no distractions and we all agree that there needs and there should be no changes to the rules. I don't think that's coincidence. I think the fact that we all grew up with no distractions watching the game I think that's why we are all adamant and in agreement that the rules are fine the way they are. So that's why I don't think don't change the rules, change the focus for the people that are going to the games. That okay, was my I just got a message uh, rewinding this up. So well, let's not forget that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Always remember that 15 minutes might save you 15% on your car insurance. So that's <laughs> <laughs> we we do have 45 minutes of material so this there's a lot of good stuff here um one more question before you guys go so we have no idea what's gonna i mean so much has happened just in the last week no idea what's gonna go on i'm just asking you guys if you want to venture because we'll play this again in september or october or november regardless of what this goes if we're all alive then um, and it doesn't just become walking dead and we're just running around in the woods. But um, what what is the, the future of baseball in 2020? What's gonna, what do you guys think is going to happen? I know you said two weeks, a month, two months, but, I mean, are we going to have a season? Is this going to happen? I don't think so. What, 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 what's going to so. happen? I don't think so. I think no we season? Live, I, 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 think, I think caution – is the way to is the way that everybody's proceeding here. I don't think that that's the wrong move, but we also live in a very litigious environment. And I think if you come back too soon, you and something uh, heaven forbid happens. You ask me uh, what I, the future is. Are you saying there's no season? Yes or no? I'm saying there's no season. There's you, you no season. season is, there's no season at all to this year. We're going to stay in our houses well, all day long think, and order our groceries from think, Amazon and just watch Netflix. They, yeah, I think they hit the point where it's already you've gone so far uh, that they're just saying, you know what, we'll pick it up again next year. Thanks, everybody. Can people stand it? 
I mean, I'm going crazy now. I'm pulling my hair out. And, you know, it's only been a few days when, you know, because the the tipping point was sort of Wednesday. That's when everybody canceled. Before that, it was still sort of half a joke, at least here. Well, then let me me throw out a question to the group and then I'll shut up. Okay. What is, if I'm wrong, what is the drop dead, all right, we we can't go beyond this point to sell this season? The All-Star game. I'd say maybe a week before the All-Star game, maybe the All-Star game gets canceled. Yeah. Um, and they say, okay, you know what? Be, and just to be serious for a second here, China, if we believe what we are reading, their cases are starting to go down. No, no, and- they only had like 10 cases last week. So they're they're right. over the whatever the plateau yeah. is. Yeah. So and I we're, think we're, yeah, yeah. We're behind people You're are right. going back to the factories. Yeah. So maybe by, by June 1st, by Labor Day, by Memorial Day, I'm sorry, they start um, doing because uh, – yeah, you know, it's there is uh, there's nothing like the feeling of going to a, a game, Mets or Yankees, uh, on a summer day, and even when you're home, just listening to Gary, Keith, and Ron. I mean, they're like my friends. I've never met any of them. I met Ron Darling once, but even when the Mets suck, it's just cool to listen to these guys. And you know, what if you just gave everybody a mask when they walk in the door? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, just the so they can see the game, you know, I mean, if that's the, if that's snaps. the price of it, the I mean, if they're going to give a bobblehead out or a, or a tote bag or whatever they give out, come on, a fucking, you know, five cent mask, surgical mask. I mean, if that's the price, whatever, it you is know, like, with a hole to it, do, it, put a beer bottle through, if they, cancel, <laughs> if they cancel the 2020 season. God help us all, because this virus yeah. is much worse. Yeah, and we got a lot more problems imagine. than that. We got a yeah. bigger problem. Yeah, right. than baseball. Yeah, so no, I think I think Lisa, uh, please get Rob's I think Glenn's got it. <laughs> I think Glenn's. I think Glenn's got. It. I think we're looking at games starting sometime in June, July. Well, that's the, I'm hoping early June, right? But I yeah. think that's the, the cutoff date. He's hey, I, I have a I have a I have a, a bonus question for Thad. Okay, Thad, since you're in the media and you're a content creator. Could you give us your top three? Doesn't have to be in order. Could be just off the top of your head, but your top three favorite baseball m- movies. Uh, well, you know, I you're gonna uh, when I say this, rapid people fire, are slow, no, I no, I love the natural. I I just have an orgasm every time I see the natural. Um, Field of Dreams. I like it because I love the book and it's surreal and and everything else. Um, number three, number three, uh, the original Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau. I was on my and, top three. And, yes. Matthew's bail bonds. Chico's bail bonds. Absolutely. That, that is a good, uh, man, I, and I think, um, uh, my daughter's favorite director, uh, Linkladder, from Austin remade it. I haven't seen the remake, but but man, Walter Matthau and what's your uh, Tatum O'Neill, yep. dude, that fucking that rocks. You have a Facebook watch party with that movie. Yeah, not that you asked me, Leonardo, but mine is the Bad News Bears. Yeah, Pride of the Yankees. Ah, and Major League. Major League is oh Major the, League yeah I totally yeah I after, forgot yeah. Major League is. Yeah. just a bit outside. <laughs> Nobody mentions yeah. Bull Durham. Is that guy still alive? Is that guy still alive? He's like a hundred years old, right? That announcer, the guy who that's a good one. Bob Bucher. No, Bob Bucher. 
No, Bob Uecker's around. But no Bob love Uecker, for yeah. Bull, no, no, no love for Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yeah, Durham. that's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said top three. And, and I, I mean, you can't do everything. Okay. When you no, when but you, nobody mentions Bull Durham. That's I true. Say, I, and I, I just saw it the other day, so I have to mention. League of Their Own is a good movie. Yeah, that is too. There's no crying in baseball, man. What about Bang the Drum? Yes. Bang the Drum slowly. Right. Honorable mention. Right. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of honorable mentions. I mean, even that other Costner movie, Love of the Game, was okay. Yeah. Oh, Love um, of the Game. Yes. Yeah. That's right. True story. Yeah. Oh, the rookie. No, the rookie was a true. No, they're both true stories, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Damn Yankees! It happens every. I'm just looking at. Bruce yeah. Bruce so. Williams? Brewster's Millions, Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason. I don't remember that one. Yeah, well, I do. Was that about baseball, though? No, we bought a baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He also bought, like, priceless stamps, right? Because he was trying to, like, get rid of the 30 million bucks, and and then he would, like, send them to people. Right. But, um... Yeah, but anyways, well, okay. Great, thank Matt. you, thank gentlemen. You for, uh, this has been great. Uh, it's great to have the three of you, and I hope when um, I mean we'll see what happens here. But I hope once the season finally does get going, we can have you guys on on a regular basis, just like we did with Leonardo from Manhattan, and uh, commenting on uh, the events of the day and our favorite sport. So thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. All right. So much fun. All right, boys. See you later. We love New York. Remember, you can find this podcast on the built-in iPod apps on your Apple or Android phones, iTunes, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, PodStation, Stitcher, Spreaker, and most of your favorite pod players. You can also follow us on Twitter at at Cheap Seats DC, or you can email us at thecheapseatsdc at gmail.com. See you next time on From the Cheap Seats. Take me out to the ball game. From the Cheap Seats is a production of Thad Halsley Media LLC. 2020 All Rights Reserved.